Welcome to the Cover and the Title Page podcast. Thank you so much for joining us. We feel so blessed and so thankful every time you decide to tune in to yet another episode here. So thank you so much. This episode is special because Jada, Davia, and I got to record it all together, which doesn't happen all the time. So we're excited about it. But nevertheless, this episode is definitely a significant one. There was a lot of things that happened this year in the year 2020. It was definitely a whirlwind, a lot of highs, a lot of lows, and a lot of in-betweens. <laughs> but we decided to just start a conversation with each other and just be open, vulnerable, and transparent, and just talk about the things that we've learned, that we've watched, that we've experienced, in hopes that our transparency and vulnerability with each other would really just bring a unity and an understanding of what God's trying to do this year and what God is wanting to do through the body of Christ and through us as individuals, as his children. So I hope that as you listen to this episode, maybe there's something that you'd like to add. Leave it in the comments. Maybe there's something that you would like to gain and receive and just write it down in your journal. We hope that this episode is a blessing and we are so excited that you have joined us here at the cover and the title page. I kind of want to know, I don't think we've talked about this fully, but what went through your mind when it was announced that the world is in a pandemic or is going through a pandemic? Do you want to answer first? I wasn't taking it that seriously at I first. I wasn't either. <laughs> like I, I wasn't. didn't. I was I wasn't happy. paying attention. I was just happy that no work, can't go anywhere. I was like, yes. <laughs> I remember thinking, like, this is ridiculous. <laughs> I was happy for I the w- break. <laughs> yeah, I, I have to. I was, we're from Atlanta. It's very fast-paced, busy. Always going. Yeah. Well, we were in California at the time, and they had just had an outbreak in Elk Grove, where we were. And they were telling people not to come into work, and... We weren't home, so I remember thinking, like, toilet paper is flying off the shelves right now. Great. When we get home, there's going to be none. Like, that's all I was thinking. I really wasn't thinking. Yeah. And then I was thinking, like, oh, my sisters are going to be out of school. Like, this is crazy. I didn't, I wasn't thinking anything other than that. Yeah. <laughs> to be honest. Until it started, I don't know when I thought I started thinking differently. Until we came in contact with someone, like I found out that I had come in contact with someone that had it, that's when I was like acting crazy. But before that, I was just chilling. I think for me, when I, when I saw that, I was talking. We talked with friends and family mm-hmm. members, and we saw like the fear. Mm-hmm. Not that I became fearful, but I'm like, first off, I was like, man, hey guys, like, where's your faith? <laughs> like, yeah. we're children of God. We shouldn't be, you know reacting the same way other people are so i think and of course we had i mean i'm not i'm not judging with the whole fear thing because we got we got hit with it too we're like oh man like it wasn't until i came in contact like i found out that someone we knew had had and i was around them and i was like oh man like this is that's when it became real and that's when i started getting crippled Mm. with fear yeah yeah it was fear for sure so i understood it i think but it for me it like I, I, I hated that I was feeling this way, but it was like, I couldn't shake it. Yeah. I couldn't shake it. I was like legit, like scared. Like 
because I didn't want to get sick. Yeah. Yeah. And then I didn't want to take that and test. And the test alone. <laughs> I know. Well, I remember thinking, like, this is not real. Like, this isn't real. Yeah. And then I was like, this is what I thought in the beginning. I know it's real. I know it's serious now. But at, in the beginning, I was like, good grief, we're going to have a shutdown just because people are afraid, not because it's real. Yeah. You know, but then I remember, like, so we ended up quarantining, of course. And then I remember thinking, like, oh, my goodness, I'm not bringing my son to any grocery store. So he didn't go to a grocery store for, like, two months. He did not leave the house. He, like, I would go or Jesse would switch, and then every time I would come home, I would change my clothes. Yeah. (laughs) Because I was like, if I get the virus, which I was not very afraid of it, but I did think if I get the virus, I'm going to have to be away from my son for at least 14 days. Yeah. And that would be, like, hard, you know, so that's what I thought in the beginning. Mm -hmm. But I guess it didn't become real as far as, like, it's affecting the world until I realized everywhere in the world was shutting down, like know, not just America. And then that made me like, wow, this is like, this is crazy. Well, for me, it was the opposite. I felt like it became real when America shut down because I feel like we're so unaffected by everything that's going on mm-hmm. with the rest of the world. It's usually the world is going through something. We're like, oh, you know, we're in America. Yeah, we're good. So that mm-hmm. was the thing that I was like, whoa. Yeah. But then I live in a state, we were the last state to close. So just seeing how every other state was mm-hmm. going, and I was like, oh, well, we're still chilling. And then when we shut down, you were hearing all sorts of things, like, oh, martial law's coming in. We're yeah. not going to be, literally not going to be able to leave our houses. Curfew. Yeah. yeah. So then, then it kind of got a little, like, dark. Like, that first week was a little dark. Yeah. It was like a gloom. Yeah, you mm-hmm. felt that. And it's just like, when you, I think that's when things change. When you yeah. felt that, like, it was like fear had just taken over. Mm-hmm. People were acting different. People were, you know, that's, I think that's when things changed for me. I'm like, man, God, I've been wasting time. Yeah. Like, I think that's when it, I, I honestly can't like, you know, pinpoint the exact day it happened for me. But I think at some point I was like, man, I've been wasting so much time. And I mm-hmm. felt so, just so grieved in my spirit that I've been missing it. You know, yeah, I think that was wasting my life. Yeah, I think that was the thing for me when I started like getting so fearful of getting the virus. It, to me, it was just like this is just showing me where I actually am with my relationship with God because it's like if you believe Him to be all that He says He He is. No, I'm not saying taking away from our humanity. We're gonna always be, um, you know, we're gonna always fall or we're gonna mm-hmm. always like have those doubts and things like that. But it was. It was beyond just a normal, to me, because I'm a pretty calm person. I don't usually, like, that crazy over things. But the way I was, I was like, okay, this is a little alarming for me. Yeah. Yeah. I think it was just being faced with death. Yeah. To me, it's like, like, you know, like, when someone gets, like, a bad, like, diagnosis, you start examining, like, you know, examining your life when you're faced with something. I, I think that's what made me think, like, man. If I only have a year left, if I'm, you know, I, I don't know. I think that's what, that was what it was for me was when I started reexamining, I'm like, you know, my life. I think for, like, I remember when a minister in our church, one of our, you know, mm-hmm. churches that we fellowship with passed away and he was only like, how old was he? He's like in his 60s. 60s, maybe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he is such, I mean, he was such a man of God. Yeah. He did a revival at my parents' church. I mean, I remember writing him a letter when I was a little girl. 
telling him he was my favorite preacher, and then years later seeing him at a conference, and he still had it in his Bible. And I've heard stories from other young people who said that he took time to um, do something, you know, like have a conversation with them or like made them feel important and special. And when he passed away, yeah, I mean, I know that people in the church were praying for him yeah, and fasting. I know that people, and obviously the Lord, you know, he, it was his will that he went home or else, yeah. Yeah. you know, he would have been here with us. But um, I think that really caught my attention. Yeah. And yeah. not so much like I'm going to die, but more like. Like what if you don't want the life that he's Yeah, you? because he like. I, obviously, like his family and even the church family, so sad that mm-hmm. he's not here. But he fought the good fight. Yeah, like I mean, yeah. he really lived his life for the Lord. I remember when he when that happened. That was like that was a turning point for me because I remember. Well, first I was like, we all have a lot of time. Yeah. Like we all have a time, and mm-hmm. that was the thing. I was very like shaken because I was like, no, he had so much to do. But then it was like, if he died, it was. That was his time, you know, and I just remember thinking, like, we all have a time. And he, like you said, he fought the good fight. He did everything he was supposed to do. Right. And it's like, for me, I was like, I know that I haven't done everything that I'm supposed to do. And then, too, it was just, like I said, the condition of my heart was just very alarming for me. And it was like, I got it. Yeah. Like, make a change somewhere here because this is just not. I guess it was just that, like, you look at yourself in the mirror, you see everything. It was like that kind of experience. Yeah. I remember it was a Sunday after it happened. I thought that was in my morning prayer. <laughs> yeah. And I do, I remember thinking, like, I have spent, I did, because we ended up quarantine, doing a quarantine in Hawaii with my family. <laughs> and I remember thinking, I went to the beach, you know, we. Did a bunch of different recipes. I did a lot of baking. You know, like, I hung out with my sisters. We did a lot of, like, family card games at my parents' house. And then towards the end, when we ended up flying home to Kansas City, my husband and I were like, you really need to... Because our pastor kept saying, like, we want to come back to the house of God after this quarantine better, stronger, yeah. and have having grown like, more than we did when we left, you know? Mm -hmm. And so we were like, man, we really need to just, like, dedicate ourselves. And so we started, um, I think that's when the Lord convicted me, I I guess I should say, like, convicted me about my time and what am I Mm -hmm. I doing, and I guess, like, what am I living for? You know what I mean? Because, like, everything shut down. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So, like, you can't go, I mean, like, you, there's really nothing. You can't go to any baseball games or, like, a fair or all the things you like doing. Like, I don't know, I can't take my son to the um, public library for, like, the toddler's, like, reading time (laughs) that I like taking him to. Like, all of those different things. But I remember feeling like I need to pray and I need to read the Word because if God literally gave us this time, I'm not saying the Lord caused this whole thing, but obviously Mm -hmm. He will use it for His good, just like the enemy will try and use it to his advantage, mm-hmm. like, it really made me think, like, what am I doing? Yeah. Like, I really need to figure out what my goal is and what am I living for. Yeah. 
and that's where my time needs to be. You know what I mean? So that really, I think that really caught my attention for sure. Yeah. I feel like it was very apparent just with the way everything, I guess for us in America, it was very apparent. I think God wanted us to do some self-evaluation because it was just so hard not to like see mm -hmm. what he was saying. Even if you weren't really listening, it was like to slow down, stop, listen, read, you know, hear. It was yeah. all those things. And I feel like, you know, during this whole coronavirus pandemic, multiple things started happening in the world. Mm -hmm. yeah. I mean, just a bunch of chaos. Yeah. You know, and that, uh, to be 100% honest, and I do feel bad about it, but, like, that is what really got me, like, in this state of, like, oh, my goodness, the Lord is returning. Yeah. Like, I, I feel like, you know, I did realize I needed to spend my time better mm -hmm. during the whole pandemic, but I think, like, not until more and more things started happening in the world did I start thinking like, oh my goodness, the Lord is coming. Like we did not have a lot of time. And it's so important to not only spend it wisely, but like figure out, like I mentioned, like what is your goal and what are we living for? Yeah. And when you can mm -hmm. figure out and truly honestly say, I'm not living for this life. I'm living for the life to come. Yeah. You know, I want to be with the Lord. Yeah. Then that's when our... I guess that's where when we'll be able to really figure out what our purpose is. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Because we can get so caught up in things. like. Yeah, that's why I think it was, that's like for me, that's what I took. It was like we were so, we had set up shop here. Like it was just, <laughs> so everything true. was like here. Mm -hmm. And then it's like when all of that is taken away, what are we, like I remember, remember I told you, Jade, I was like, like two weeks after, like I calmed down after everything. I said, I don't know why I was fearing death so much. Isn't that the goal? Like, yeah. I'm like, isn't that the goal? And it's just funny how my mentality totally switched. And, and it's like, I got, like you said, it's like heaven. That's, that's the goal. Yeah. And I think I, I can talk for us here in America because I feel like we live in such a, a materialistic mm -hmm. society and just having things and having this perfect life and just having your home and everything that's that's what that's the goal in in America like to have the American dream the American dream like you know and that it hits all of us people come to this country for that i do think he allowed it to happen just to kind of like i said bring us back to the focus like yeah. the main thing yeah the main thing cuz he's given us an opportunity to even with everything that's going on i feel like he's giving us the opportunity to check our hearts, to have mm -hmm. compassion. And he's even allowing mm -hmm. the church. Like, if if we want it, we have an opportunity to really, to go and really spread hope to the world. Yeah. And to be the hope. And, Davey, you were talking about, maybe you can talk a little bit about it, but you were talking about how this time, like, the Lord has really taken to expose our hearts, like, to expose us. Yeah, I think, the what I gather, and I think this is something I had to deal with, is, like, once God shows you yourself, we have like two human reactions is either shame, like wanting to hide mm -hmm. or like this defense. Oh, no, I'm not like that. And at first when, like I said, I was fearful with fear. I was like, no, no, no. Like in my mind, I'm like I'm not fearful, but I am fearful. And then I started feeling bad. I started feeling like really bad about like feeling that way. And then so I think one thing we have to be aware of um, is like understanding that God is not 
trying to shame us or guilt us. He's trying to make us better. And for me, it was just like when I just felt like God was showing me all these things, it was embarrassing because it's like, man, <laughs> like yeah. this is who I really am. <laughs> You know, and it's like that prayer my mom taught us to pray is something I always pray. Like, God, search my heart. Show me who I am. Yeah. And it's like when God shows us, you're never ready for it because humanly, I mean, not human, naturally, we think we're okay. We think we're good people. No one wants to say, like, we don't ever want to talk about the negative things in mm -hmm. us. Um, and I think during this season is what I learned. I guess I can tie into what you said, Jada, like realizing that God just wants to help us and that he's not doing this to act like we're not good people he loves us he wants us to be the best he wants us he wants his children to shine so bright in this time so like i guess abandon those natural tendencies during this time to like be defensive and and deny it or have shame don't have shame but just like accept it like god this is where i'm at this is what you're showing me fix it Mm -hmm. fix me and I feel like in this season I'm not saying I've mastered it it's like I have not mastered it I'm still like because things always happen and it just gets me thrown off my schedule yeah you know like this week <laughs> <laughs> trying to go to bed early all week um but you know I don't know if that made sense yeah totally <laughs> and I think like well God didn't call us to be perfect yeah and sometimes we feel like we have to be perfect and when we're not, it's, like, hard to come to the Lord. Mm -hmm. You know, like, we have to have it all together and make yeah. sure that we're praying every single day. But then if we miss a day, we're like, oh, man, I feel so bad. Yeah. And then you miss another day because you feel so bad. Like, mm -hmm. that's not, like, that's not how the Lord is. Mm -hmm. I always, like, imagine the Lord waiting mm -hmm. for me when I, have, when I haven't been as faithful as I should to reading my, the Word of God or to praying I used to think, like, oh God, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. Please forgive me. Like, I know mm -hmm. I have been faithful. I need to do better. But then I realized, like, the Lord is literally just waiting. Like, oh, I'm yeah. so glad you came to talk to me today. Yeah. Like, because he loves us. And I think kind of going back to identity, if we understand whose we are, mm -hmm. it, like, because sometimes we think we have to have confidence in ourselves, mm -hmm. And a lot of people struggle with that. I've struggled with that. Mm -hmm. I mean, in so many different seasons yeah. of my life. Yeah. You know, like, I need to have confidence in myself. How do I get confidence in myself? And I just realized this year, probably during COVID-19, <laughs> that you're not supposed to have confidence in yourself. Yeah. You're supposed to have confidence in who God is. Yeah. Because when you make a mistake and your confidence is in yourself, yeah. your confidence is shot. Yeah. But if you make a mistake and your confidence is in the Lord, you understand it's okay. You're his child. You just mm -hmm. get back up again. The Lord loves you. And I feel like as the church, if we're able to accept that and understand who we are and who we belong to, I mean, I feel like, like you're saying, our light will shine very bright because yeah. we, we're we humans. We're, we're mm -hmm. going to make mistakes. I mean, just because yeah. we know the Lord doesn't mean that we're going to be perfect. Yeah. And that's something that I feel the Lord, another... I, I feel like the Lord talked to me a lot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, I had a lot of things I need to work on. I, I do feel like now is the perfect time to be a light. You can only see a light if the room is dark. Mm -hmm. You know, if the, if the sun is shining and then you turn a light on, it doesn't really make that yeah. big of a difference. But if, yeah. if the room is, like, pitch black, you have to turn the light on. Yeah. And then you can see. And the world is getting so dark. I mean, yes. there's so many different 
situations and people who don't have hope, their world is, their life is getting darker and darker. Yeah. But when we're able to just be who God has called us to be and walk in that understanding and understand that we're going to make mistakes and we're flawed and that's okay. But we do have hope. Yeah. And we can, you know, give that hope to people and be that light, basically. Yeah. And when you said that, it just reminded me of something that, like, my dad always says in church, like, um, we've never, we will never arrive arrive in Christianity. We're going to always be, even the disciples, they they had stuff, you know, like, they weren't perfect. Mm -hmm. And I think that's something we have to always see that, like you said, like, we're never going to arrive until we get to heaven, into this perfect person. So just keep going to the world. Yeah. I love what you said about, you know, how the world is so dark right now. Yeah. And it's so crazy because I think, I feel like people are really going to be looking for the real deal. Like people that are completely in love with Jesus. People that it's evident in their life that this world is not their home. That they're living for something else. Um, They're full of faith. They are full of love. That is not like this world. With all the division that's happening. Like seeing a church and people, yeah, you know united against all the stuff that's going on like people are looking for something real tangible and people that are really truly living out the word of god i think we talked about this in the last episode how the world is so hungry and that's why they're i mean everything has failed them our justice system has failed us our government has failed us yeah our doctors have failed us. Yeah. <laughs> like, everyone has failed us, and they're looking for something to save them. The world is looking for a savior. Yeah. They're looking for it in every way. Oh, the police can't save us. Let's defund them. Like, you know, they're looking for something, and it's like, mm-hmm. we have the antidote. We have, I tell this to my girls' class all the time, like, you guys, we're sitting, like, we have the cure for cancer. Wow. And we're just sitting on it. I love like, that. And like I said, I, we have not arrived. No one has arrived, but I yeah. think God is pushing us to this place of authentic Christianity. Yeah. And that's why there's been so much exposing of the heart this year. I mean, in January, if you told me this year would have gone this way, I'd be like, no. <laughs> but it's like, we thought we had this whole year in the bag. You know, we thought we knew. And it's like, God, just do us for a loop and just said, like, I mean, to shake us up. And I think that, like you said, Jada, like, the world is looking for it. The world is screaming for it. Right. Um, yeah. And we have, like you said, Lex, and that's really what this whole podcast is about. Um, not only doing, because I think we can all say, and I guess this is just for Christians, we can all say we were doing the work of God, even if you were just going to church, right. taking care of your family, like, whatever whatever you were called to do, whatever your life is at, like, wherever you are in life, if you're, if that's all you can do, that's all you can do. But God is calling us to be. Mm-hmm. And that being is not in the church. And that saying that everyone's been saying, the church has left the building. And it's funny when you said that, Jay, do you see this light? When you said that, I just saw like little bright lights like all around in the darkness. And that's like, wow. that's what, you know, God is calling us to. Like, he's pushing us. Yeah, It's kind of like he's saying like, I mean, and it's honestly when you think about it, 
like how much he loves us that he wants us to be a part of what he's doing yeah i feel crying right now no i i I feel i feel god right now totally and i think like the only way that can happen if there is if there's nothing left of us yeah because we can't like if we're walking in this world full of ourselves we're not being light you know what i'm saying and i mean i'm speaking like davy mentioned none of us have arrived and that's why we're having this conversation because these are things that the Lord is speaking to us about. Yeah. I mean, I've I've been feeling so convicted because yeah. I don't think that I have necessarily been living out what the Lord has called the church to do personally, and that's spreading the gospel. I mean, going into every nation and telling people about Him. And my husband and I travel, and he preaches at a lot of different churches. And I'm so blessed and so grateful and so thankful for the opportunity to do that. And I love that we get to minister to the body of Christ. But I I just feel like it's so important that we tell people about Jesus. And when this whole COVID-19 thing started happening, or I should say the pandemic, when the pandemic happened and everyone, you know, was shut in and had to stay in their homes, I just felt a sudden burden for the lost and for people who don't know the Lord. And I remember thinking, I need to get over myself and figure out a way to reach people, mm-hmm. you know? And so, and I, a youth, the youth group at my parents' church asked my husband and I to just speak to them for a little bit on a Zoom call. And I remember talking to them about stepping out of their comfort zone and really calling somebody or posting something on Facebook or Instagram or Twitter or whatever, you know, FaceTiming someone and telling them about the Lord and saying, hey, if there's anything you want me to pray about, I'll pray about it with you because, you know, there was a lot of fear. And people who don't know the Lord are dealing with that fear in a very real way. I mean, even people who do know the Lord, but how much more, you know? And so, and then I felt so convicted because I hadn't done that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I was like, oh, good grief. Like, the Lord just talked to me about being a light. And so I talked to the, the young people at my parents' church about doing that, and I didn't do it. So that next day, I went on Instagram, and I posted a video about about Jesus. And I asked if anyone wanted to have a Bible study or if anyone wanted, if anyone wanted to pray about anything. And... I mean, I would even like to propose it now if anyone is listening and they don't have the Holy Ghost or maybe they're interested in being baptized in Jesus' name or just learning about the Lord or want to have a Bible study, like, please reach out to us. Mm-hmm. It's our, I can't say we have all the answers, but I know that we love talking about the Bible and yeah. we love, we just love talking about Jesus and He's real and we've experienced Him and I've been able to have a relationship with him just like Jade and Davia and so if anyone's listening and has a desire to to know more about him please reach out to us and I feel like that's the whole thing that the Lord has been really just moving me in that direction which is even when it when I felt like the Lord was wanting me to spend more time praying and reading the word like you were talking about yes we have to have a relationship with the Lord and that's largely what that you know what prayer and fasting does is it, it allows you to walk with God, but it also makes you rid yourself of you yeah. Yeah. and you become more and more like Jesus. 
-hmm. And it's only at that point will people be drawn to the light. That's only, it will only be at that point where people will be drawn to us. And that's how, like, this whole thought came about because you were talking about, like, when you were talking about the spotlight and how you were talking about just little lights throughout the world as people of, of God, I think in order to get to that place, we have to just fill ourselves with the Bible and yeah. with reading and praying and fasting because people are attracted to the light. Yeah. People yeah. are attracted to the light. Yeah. And um, yeah. connecting to the heart of God. Yeah. And that's only through relationship and reading of the word that he loved us. And one of you, maybe it was you, Judah, you were mentioning that people are looking for something real. They want something authentic. Mm. People know if you are real or if you're not. People know if you believe this or if you're wishy-washy. They can tell. I mean, you know. And I think that we have to, like, I think even in this time, it's kind of brought out how much people have been hurt by Christianity. And that's a real thing. And that's why, and the people have been so hurt by Christianity and the church because of not being real Christians, not Mm -hmm. really having the light of God in us. And Mm -hmm. I think that's the reason why the world where it's at, you know, because we claim to be and we weren't. Right. And all this stuff has gone under and a lot of it's gone on in the name of Christ. And the world has had this false terrible representation of who God is and it's like God is calling us to really you know really give people like a true and authentic a real version is that the word Mm -hmm. of him yeah you know yeah and I don't know who I was but do you think it's safe to say that we've we've um we've been scared to go certain places and be around certain people and invite certain people oh, in there. Oh, 100%. Like, into our homes, and it's like, it's just like we've just been hiding. Yeah. You know what I mean? And that brings, like, that brings up such a good point, which is, like, if we, if we can really catch or understand that we aren't living for this life, when we really understand that and we really believe it and live it, which I think a lot of, people who desire that are realizing that right now that we live for the the life to come we live for heaven that we this is not our home and when we understand that i think that fear that nervousness maybe that uncertainty of going to certain places or you know stepping Mm -hmm. out of our comfort zone will vanish because what happens in this life if people reject reject us that's okay if yeah. you know if, if we get our feelings hurt okay but this is not this is not why we're living yeah I think when we and I was thinking um about just different stories in the Bible like for instance imagine if Daniel was afraid mm-hmm. but he just kept on serving God and he was mm-hmm. thrown in the lion's den but then after that they all turned to the Lord mm-hmm. you know and like the three Hebrew boys like imagine if like they were nervous about their lives and their treasures and their families. Or I don't know yeah. if they had families. That's what I was trying to say. Yeah. But then, like, they served the Lord, and they were like, "This is that's okay. Like, I serve Him, and yeah. I don't live for right now. Yeah. Then what happened? They all turned to the Lord after they came out of the fire. Well, I think, too, what we talked about in the car, about abandoning 
these labels and these things that we come in this world, you know, me being half African American, half Caribbean, like, you have to abandon that. You have to abandon because when you have these, like we were talking about, I said, and there's nothing wrong. I love my heritage and who I am, how God created me and the people that, the group of people that God placed me in, you know, that is a part of who I am. But before that, I am a Christian. And if I am a Christian, those things have to be, take precedence mm -hmm. over my nationality, right. my culture, all of that. And I guess it goes back into what you were saying. like And like Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, and Daniel, they were children of God. Like, mm -hmm. that's who, that's what their identity. Well, it all goes back to identity. I mean, everything ties in together. Right. So it comes back full circle. Like, yeah. you know, like, they were children of God first. And it was like, come what may. Like, whether he saves us or not, like, we're not bowing down. So I think that that's something we also have to always remember. Like, we have to abandon, like, who we are in this in this life mm -hmm. because when we go to heaven you're not going to be caucasian i'm not gonna, we're just all going to be children of god right yeah. and all these labels and these i can honestly say weights that we carry around because yeah. we feel so what what's the word um our allegiance is in that our right. allegiance is in who this world who we are born like on what's on our birth certificate like that's sometimes or the the economic status we were born in or whatever mm -hmm. it may be like that's yeah. The region, well, yeah, like south, we, north, those east, are west. where our legions and our treasures are, and it's yeah. like we're not gonna have any of that in heaven. Like, yeah, well, I think that's what we're facing now. Yeah, is like, where's your allegiance? Yeah, you can't be right or left or mm -hmm. <laughs> almost said up or down. <laughs> but what I meant was it has like, to be up, not down. <laughs> it has to be up, not down. <laughs> but you know what I mean. I was just trying. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I think we're 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 just being faced with that, and yeah, I I think that these times have um, everyone keeps saying the word exposed, mm -hmm. right? Um, I think it has exposed uh, these allegiances that we have had that we weren't even aware of. Um, it's exposed where our treasures mm -hmm. have lied. It has exposed the true contents of our heart. Mm -hmm. And um, I think as women, we have to be so careful because, I mean, for us, you know, our home is our sanctuary. Right. Our, for us, like our homes are our sanctuaries. You know, we are we get excited when we get new kitchen appliances, when we get to go to Home Goods and, you know, revamp the living room and mm -hmm. and freshen up this and freshen up that, you know. And I and not that I don't I don't think that God doesn't want those things for us. Right. But I think we have to make sure that we are not so into these luxuries that he's allowed us to have. You know, it's not it's not everything to us, like the clothes, the shoes, the latest pocketbook and all that stuff. You know, I just think we have to remember that this world is not our home, that God has prepared something so much better than what we could. I mean, if we had all the money in the world, it's going to like what he has prepared for us is so much better. Yeah. This world is not our home. I think that, like, that just reminds me of, you know, last the book that, we, I guess the inspiration for the name came from C.S. Lewis's Last Battle, mm -hmm. the last um, book in the Chronicles of Narnia series. And really, I love, I can't choose my favorite book, but it's probably really one of my favorite, I think, because I'm older now. And it just it reminds you of heaven, but just one part in it. 
they were eating an orange like once they finally got to like the real Narnia and they were like the orange was better than even the sweetest the best orange you've ever tasted that in our so world cool. it was it couldn't even compare to how good the orange was yeah um, so and I think you just always have to remind like it's better yeah yeah what he has is better and that reminds me of the scriptures in Matthew 6 Matthew 6 20 and 21 says but lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven where neither moth nor rust doth corrupt and where thieves do not break through nor steal for where your treasure is there will your heart be also and I think that's the whole point of this episode I think that's the whole point of our whole conversation is that our treasures need to be in heaven our goal needs to be for the life to come and our hearts need to be toward him yes. and we need to have his heartbeat and his heartbeat is mankind yeah. that was the reason why we were created we want to thank you all for listening to today's episode we hope that something that was said in this conversation will give you a greater desire to be who God has called us to be in this dark world. If you love this podcast, you can write us a review or you can send us a message on Instagram. We would love to hear from you.